This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is Wednesday, February 16th. 2022. Hey, Jake, anything big happening this weekend? No, nothing. Nothing at all. Nope. 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 I don't know what you mean. Okay. Um, well, my birthday's Saturday, so, you know, just whatever, man. Well, have, you, have you got me a gift yet? Uh, my gift is my presence in your life. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think some would argue with that. Um, your girlfriend's coming to town Saturday, right? Yeah. Finally. Are you going to procreate on the road? Probably. Or just in somebody else's house? Well, you know, we'll figure it out. I'm not sure yet. I have to come up with an action plan. That's kind of awkward, by the way. What? 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 Well, we're staying at somebody else's house, and you're going to pound box. But you know. I don't think so, actually. Other than that, it's fine. No, I don't. I don't. It's uh, it's it's not ideal conditions for it, and that's fine. It's not ideal. Yeah, no, fine. I would I would agree. It's 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 always awkward. Yeah, I mean, you you're you're risking ruining your entire rest of your trip, and we have a long way to go here. So, okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, um. Okay. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. I'm gonna be 49 on Saturday. Oh fuck. I I am. I am like 49. You know, it is what it is. Right? Do you feel like that's old? Uh, is 49 old? I don't know. I feel like we make too much out of age anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, don't, I, I mean, I guess we can talk about that. I mean, my wife is actually, she actually bought me a gift, unlike some people. Bro, I buy you so much stuff. Um, like, come on. Such as who bought lunch yesterday? Uh, who bought breakfast yesterday and pissed off Mrs. Monty? We didn't go or out two to days breakfast. Ago. We we Jack in the Box Monday. Okay, so who who bought who bought? <laughs> I like I always pay for food. Right, I'm not saying you don't. When do you pay for food? All the time. Never. Oh my God. I paid for dessert the other night. I paid for Jack in the Box. Like okay, okay, we'll talk about. I'm it. paying for Lowry's. You are. Well, that's what we talked about. I thought. I don't know. I guess I'm. I don't know. I you guess. are. Wow. Okay. See, this is what happened. Okay. I told you you're doing one thing, and then you get on the show. and then Hey, man, sudden, you, you, know. you want to pay for Lowry's? I'm down with that. We'll talk about it later. Bet we you should... weren't expecting this one. Yeah, no, I actually was not expecting this one. It is absolutely sus. It is absolutely sus. I am. I really I... don't care if you think it's sus. And I do think it's sus. You know. Okay. Let's start the show talking Utah Jazz. I know that's a shocker. Um. Okay, I was right. All right, let's move on. All right, yay! Hey. What do you know? What do you uh, say? So, we take a lot of heat on this show because we don't necessarily pander to the jazz. Um, we we tend to be the truth tellers on you're the Utah casual. Jazz. Yeah, we're just casuals. Is yeah, what everybody. Casual. You guys don't watch games. You're casuals. Yeah, fat ass. Uh, anyway, but wow. the point is, that might have been projecting. The point is that we talk a lot of hoop on this show, and we we don't generally pull punches, right? I think that's what you've uh, come to expect from us. So, you know, we've had a lot of sourcing going on over the last year and a half on the Jazz. And recently we've been telling you that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert have a strained relationship and that um, really the situation with Don and Rudy is, hey, they, they're not friends, 
Um, I specifically said yesterday on the show and have been for the last 10 days or so saying these two are not friends, but you don't have to be best friends uh, to win and to be teammates. So Donovan Mitchell went on a podcast called Post It Up with Chris Haynes and said this. No, you don't always got to be, you know, like the bestest of friends with people you work with. But at the end of the day, if you work towards a common growth that's beneficial to the team, that's what's first. You know, we want to win. Like, I think that's something that we have in that common goal. And, you know, I'm not, I don't think either one's worried about what's being said around us. I think for me, especially, like I've, I've been to my team, it's like, yo, this is what our goal is. You know, and this is what we want to do. This is how we want to go accomplish it. You know, we're in the fourth force you right now and you know seating doesn't necessarily matter but it's like how can we be the best when it's time you know and like i said it starts with me and big fella you know if we want to get to ultimately win a championship it's going to start with us and hmm. i mean he said uh, and that came out after the show yesterday i want to make that perfectly clear that came out after the show aired yesterday and we've been saying that almost a direct quote word for word they're not friends, but they don't have to be friends to win. No, you don't always got to be, you know, like the bestest of friends with people you work with. Like, how does that? I, I was stunned. I just think it's the perfect way to describe the situation. Stunned. I mean, it, it, we've seen this. We've seen this before. You know, we've seen this before in the league where where, you know, I mean, everybody always brings up Shaq and Kobe. But, you know, you look at the James Harden situation in Brooklyn. You look at, you know, any of these situations that you see around the league. And these guys are not friends. I mean, these guys, I, I think there's a common misconception. I think people think that NBA players, you know, they, they get to the arena, you know, they get dressed, they go on the floor, they play their game, they go home and play 2K together. I think that's a, that people yes. assume that NBA players do, and it's not. NBA players outside of the building have their own life and their own family, just like the rest of us. And, and I think it, it's more of a situation like, going to the office and I'm not I'm not trying to uh, like oversimplify this or or make anyone feel silly but that's basically what it is you got to understand this is their full-time job they don't like they, they treat playing basketball the same way you know we treat going to Yelp or you treat going to your job or whatever you know so when Don says hey we don't have to be friends to win I think that's 100% true. You don't have to be best friends with the people in the room. But what you do have to be is willing to coexist on the floor in an effort to win a championship. And that's what I think people have to understand. Now, does it help if you're friends? Absolutely. Yes. Does it help if you're really tight? 100%. Does it help that Steph and Clay are really close friends and Draymond, Steph, and Clay have a really good working relationship and, and everything's kosher? Yes, it does. It absolutely does. But if if Donovan and Rudy are not the absolute bestest of friends outside of the building, that doesn't mean that they can't have success on the floor. And that's what I think Donovan is trying to say here. And I think the other interesting thing, and, and you had kind of pointed this out when we had first listened to this, was Donovan never really mentions Rudy's name. He just did not say it one time into in you know i guess the third person if you will you know he's he's a three-time defensive player of the year or me and big fella me and big fella like you know i i just think that donovan was measured i don't think that donovan was sending any like under the radar messages but i you know i i think the clear message was hey we're not friends but we have to coexist, and, and that's the case. We're not friends, but we don't need to be in order to win. No, you don't always got to be, you know, you know, like 
the bestest of friends with people you work with. But at the end of the day, if you work towards a common goal that's beneficial to the team, that's what's first. But I also think one of the other other bombs that came out of this podcast is something we've talked about on this show as well. Sources have told us repeatedly that that you know Rudy Gobert taking a shot at Donovan Mitchell by talking about Devin Booker and um, you know comparing Devin Booker and really bothered Donovan Mitchell. And Don said in this in this podcast. And by the way, thank you. Like five or six people sent me a link to the podcast yesterday. I think Jeremy Bolton, you were the first one who sent it to me, so I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I was actually listening to it when Jeremy sent me that link. Um, so I really do appreciate you you guys sending that to me. But I think there is no doubt that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert have relationship issues. I think there is no doubt that Rudy Gobert um, talking openly about how Devin Booker stepped his game up and Donovan Mitchell essentially has not, uh, I think really bothered Don. I think Rudy Gobert um, you know, going after Donovan Mitchell, you know, verbally in the locker room, uh, on his defense and, you know, his shot selection did not sit well with Donovan Mitchell. I think Rudy Gobert's obsessive complaining to the officials does not sit well with Donovan or his teammates. Um, and the fact that Rudy Gobert does not take that criticism well, um, you know, I've been told multiple times that that conversation is one that is a is stuck in the craw of his teammates. Yeah. That when when Rudy Gobert called out Jordan Clarkson for shooting too much and taking bad shots, other teammates said, "Well, hey, why, why don't we talk about you complaining to the officials obsessively?" And Rudy Gobert did not take that well and would not have the conversation. Yeah. That did not sit well with his teammates. All of that to say. This team doesn't have great chemistry, but do they need it to win a championship? I would tell you they do. Yeah. I don't think you need to be best friends. Let's not convolute or cross the, the issues here. You don't need to be best friends to win a championship. We've seen that. The Chicago Bulls have never been a better example of anything. Michael Jordan was not close friends with just about anybody on that team. And now we know that, right? They won six championships and they were a dynasty, right? Kobe and Shaq hated each other. I was in the locker room for that. Kobe and Shaq hated each other, and they won multiple championships together. The issue is that when guys like Pippen and Jordan don't get along, when guys like Shaq and Kobe don't get along, those are two of the best players in the entire league. Yeah. Neither Donovan nor Rudy are two of the best players in the entire league. This would be akin to... Kevin Durant and James Harden figuring it out and winning a championship. Now they didn't because I think today's player is a little different than those guys I mentioned, mm -hmm. right? But I think when you look at this particular Utah Jazz team, I think somebody needs to remind Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert that they've accomplished absolutely nothing together. Yeah. They have not won anything. They have not grown together as a team. They have not taken the next step and fought through the adversity they have instead internalized that and let that let that separate them. Yeah. That's the issue for the Utah Jazz. That's the thing that they have to remember and right now I just don't feel like they are I don't feel like the Utah Jazz have chemistry on any way shape or form. I really don't. I think the other thing that this team lacks is a vocal leader. I think <laughs> excuse me, I think when you talk about what Joe Ingles brought to this club that's what Joe Ingles brought to this club because in a lot of ways, Joe Ingles was a mediator. 
Joe Ingles was a guy that would calm the waves in the water when they got too choppy for this team to navigate. Right. And that guy's gone now. And there is not a vocal leader in this locker room. Rudy Gobert doesn't have, what's the word? The cachet, the swagger to call guys out. Clout. And be respected. Clout's a good word. Um, I think that Rudy Gobert doesn't have accountability, so he doesn't have the clout and the respect of his teammates. Yeah. Right? And this idea, well, if Donovan can't handle it, he can pack his shit and go to New York. Well, it actually doesn't work that way. Yeah. Because the way locker rooms work, there is an alpha dog. Or you're not very good. And right now, they're not very good because there's not an alpha dog. Mm -hmm. This is a team that is fine in the regular season. They are a good regular season team. They are a bad postseason team. They've been that way for years. And what's the common denominator? For the last five years, it's been Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And they've repeatedly gone out in the early rounds of the playoffs because they don't have leadership. That's the thing that's missing. Now, what my hope is and what I would tell you is that, yeah, you figure it out with these two and hopefully maybe you can win a second round playoff series. But I will again reiterate what I've said for months and months and going on a year on this show since yeah. the day that Rudy got his contract. That contract will prevent this team from winning a championship because two things are at play with that contract. And I'll start with the one we've been talking about, respect and swagger. That contract damaged Rudy Gobert with his teammates, in my opinion. I've heard that more than once. And the, the issue is that Rudy's the highest paid player on this team by far. Right. By far. And there's nobody in that locker room who believes Rudy Gobert is their best or most important player. Not a soul. Everybody in that locker room knows Donovan Mitchell's their most important player. And look at how they have risen over this homestand, right? Donovan Mitchell's come back. He's played better. He's distributing more. He's getting his teammates involved. Yes. This team is winning. And I, I will again tell you, this team goes as Donovan Mitchell goes. It does not go as Rudy Gobert goes. Period. End of story. Tonight here in Los Angeles, this is a huge game for the Utah Jazz. Huge game. Because, again, what you're seeing is the Dallas Mavericks are playing good basketball now. They, are, they, are, they have gotten some energy here from the trade deadline. They are moving. They are only two, game, Porzingis. two and a half games behind. Right? Luca and Porzingis is a great example. Yeah. Those two didn't have chemistry. They didn't like each other. Porzingis is now gone. Yes. He's gone. You really think that they're going to choose the big man over, over, the, over the guard? Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's doing that, man. You know, like I, I think – I think there are a lot of issues on this Jazz team that are small, minor issues. Shot selection, um, you know, consistent defensive intensity. I mean, you can point to a lot of things where you need to turn a little dial here, turn a little dial there, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'll be interested to see what the rotation looks like going forward. I would call Quinn Snyder a small issue. I don't think Quinn's like some huge gravitational issue that's preventing this team from winning. But a lot of these small issues start to add up, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're just not able to win playoffs. And it takes that bigger issue, which yeah. is chemistry, right? These little issues that are bubbling under the surface. Well, the big one's broken through already. I got news for you. Like, the eruption of the lack of chemistry in that locker room, mm -hmm. that's a big issue. These little ones then find a way to come out, and all of a sudden Rudy's chirping about shot selection, and Rudy's chirping about defensive intensity, and – You'll notice those things have not gotten better with him on the floor. Yeah. 
They've gotten better because this team has had to play a different style of basketball. That's probably what was needed. And I will just remind you, this team defensively, I think is better when they're all not like, well, here, go ahead. Rudy's back there. Here, let me step out of the way. <laughs> you know, like, because that's the defense this team played. I think we all have yeah. recognized that, right? Yeah. So without Rudy Gobert the last six games or whatever it was, their defensive intensity picked up and they played much better. Now they were at home, sleeping in their own bed, eating mama's cooking, like yes. everything was better, right? Yes. Now they're in Los Angeles against a super athletic team. Who, granted, it isn't very good at all. The Lakers had not played well at all. Yeah. But they are super athletic. And Russell Westbrook has always found a way to be that guy against this Utah Jazz team. Something about it. And we'll see how they handle LeBron. We'll see how they handle AD. Those two are playing. LeBron James is playing. Great basketball. Incredible basketball right now. Let's see what happens tonight. They're on the road. It's a team that the Jazz should beat, right? I mean, the Jazz. I don't think there's anybody in the world that thinks the Lakers are better than the Jazz. Mm-hmm. But my God, this is not a great matchup for the Jazz. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> right? not a gimme. I mean, it's not. It's not. You're not playing the Houston Rockets anymore. You know. I mean, you're. This is. You know. Again, the Lakers haven't played good basketball, but they're good enough to beat you. They're one of those kind of teams where you're better than them for sure. But you know, yes. if you were to play a bad game on any given night, the Lakers could beat you. And I think that the Lakers are our team that that you know it has expectations. And I think that the Lakers are fighting to get into to the play-in tournament, which is wild to me. You know, the Lakers are fighting just to make the postseason, which is crazy to me. Yes. So I just think that, that, you know, the Jazz, again, it all starts with leadership. It all starts with Donovan Mitchell. And, and I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Like, Donovan Mitchell needs to step up, lead this team, and become the vocal leader. And once that happens, I think, you know, the, some yeah. of those issues you talk about with – you know, defensive intensity and shot selection, all those things somehow start to take care of themselves because there's a stated goal and a stated leader who is, expects things from you. That's why the Jordan Bulls worked. That's why Kobe and Shaq worked because Kobe performed and Shaq competed with them. And that rose everybody's level. Yeah, I, I just think that it's one of these things where this is make or break time. I, I, I hope people understand that – you know, we don't just say things for shock value. Shock jock radio. Losing all the all the all the philosophical machinations that you hear about losing. Losing's a cancer. Losing losing is a a a a really painful teacher. Yeah. All of that's true, and you're seeing that firsthand with this team. It's no longer a cliche. It's no longer wondering. Losing sucks. Yeah. And it brings out the absolute worst in people. And that's what we've gone through the last, you know, going on a calendar year since they got knocked out of the playoffs last spring. Yeah. It's brought out – there have been some really bad things that have happened. And that was a painful loss. Oh, It was. It was man. a painful loss. And I think, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'll be interested to see if Quinn Snyder makes it through this. I, I, I again, will say I don't think Quinn Snyder is the biggest problem. But I think – he is a very hardline coach. He likes to to do things his way. And whether it's rotations, whether it is, you know, I personally don't think the Clippers series has anything to do with Quinn Snyder's in-game adjustments or in-series adjustments. 
I just I don't I don't know what you could have changed. There wasn't any options. With Don and Mike both hurt, I don't know what you could have changed to win that series. Yeah. And I think again, you really didn't help yourself roster wise. This small ball adjustment with Rudy Gay has just simply not worked. And he hasn't really been able to stay healthy either. And that, yeah. And that and that's been now he's got this knee like yeah. And that's what happens. You injure one thing, then in the rehab something else gets hurt, and yep. so you wind up being hurt for a long time. And I just think that this team, you know, again, it, what we're really saying here, if you think about it, the com notice the conversations we're having. There's there's a small issue here, a small issue there. Like yeah. there's this little thing and that little thing, and you take all of those and you put them in a pile, and all of a sudden you got a hill. And and that's the <laughs> yeah. thing. This this organization <laughs> exactly. does not have like not everybody is pulling in the same direction. There's yep. not a belief that okay, if we all come together and we 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 push that we're going to get to the NBA finals. And and I think it's it's one of those tough situations because I do think that's a cultural issue. I do think that's like a feel of the locker room with the guy you have issue. And yep. and that's why I think at the heart of it, obviously, yes, on the floor performance, but at the heart of it, in the locker room, the dynamic on the team, that's ultimately why you need roster change. You need more energy in this locker room. You need guys to push Donovan Mitchell. You need uh, you need like a – uh, a great you need young a super, talent. You need a second star. Yeah, you, you need, need a, a second young talent star. to come in here and push Donovan in practice every single day. Because yep. right now, Donovan's the best player on this team. He's been the best player on this team, and there's not a close second. And I don't care what your opinion on Rudy Gobert is. He's a big man in the league, which automatically means, hey, you better be able to shoot the three, and he can't do that. Well, so. and I thought Ben Anderson made a really good point the other day um, in his KSL.com piece where he talked about the fact that the biggest asset Joe Ingles had was he was a left-handed player. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you look at Nikel, um Alexander Walker, and what is he? He's a left-handed finisher. Um, he shoots right-handed, but he's a left-handed finisher and a left-handed passer. Yeah. And I think that's a real asset. So, you know, when we talk about Quinn Snyder and whether or not he makes it or will he play young guys, let's see what he does with, with Alexander Walker. I think that's a really good – that's a really good question. So kudos to Ben on that. Dane, Funky, Orion, Edgar Garcia, Cody Strickland. Good morning to you. Hello. Funky uh, says, it's nice to have this podcast learning a lot about the Utah Jazz. Keep it up. Appreciate that. Morning, boys. The Blind Swordsman DS says, Jake, Poundtown needs no action plans. Well. If you don't know how to get to Poundtown. No, here's the deal. Here's the, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listen, when you're staying in your family's house – and the opportunity presents itself, you got to go covert. You got to go black ops on it. You know, you got to be you got to be under the radar. And sometimes that's difficult. How come you don't play the scruff it when it's wet? Kind of drop a tear. And just kind of scruff it and play with it when it's wet. Yeah, yeah why don't we as you dudes want to do that? We do, okay. but you know, hey, it just is what it is. Edgar Garcia says he wants this team to be his only because he feels like he is the best, which he is not. Watching Mitchell, he said. Sorry. Watching Mitchell the last couple of games, I've noticed a maturity in accepting he has to share uh, being a leader with Gobert for the time being. I don't think that's the case at all. I think what Donovan knows is that he has to share the basketball. Yeah. The way that you grow chemistry on this team, and this is in general, when you are elite at something, when you are the very best at something in a team atmosphere, you have to bring the other guys with you. There's a saying – 
and I don't remember what song we were listening to, but what's the point of being a millionaire when everybody around you is broke? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not fun. What's the point of being an elite basketball player when everybody else around you blows? That's not fun. You're not going to win. Yeah. So I think what Donovan's realized is he has to move the basketball. He has to drive and kick sometimes. Now he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot his threes. He's going to get to the rim. Hopefully a year from now, he's an elite mid-range player, which I think he will be. But I think Donovan Mitchell realizes he's got to bring the other guys in because that's what leadership looks like right now. Well, and I think the best example to compare to Donovan Mitchell would be John Morant, the way Ja goes about the game. I think, you know, John Morant understands that he can out-athlete basically anybody in the NBA right now. Sure. But he also understands that, that you know, it can't, it's not just him versus the world. He's got a guy in Desmond Bain who can shoot the three at a well, really Well, he's got rate. a hell of a lot more talent around him right. that is the yeah. proper age. And I think – I know we had this debate on the show last week. I think Ja Morant's a superior player to Don. Yeah. I would take Ja every single day. Uh, Giggity says, morning, fellas. Why is Jake never buying gifts? Chris Carnes says, Jake has sent Betos to the show several times. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Okay. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How many times have I bought breakfast? Come on now. Twice. Rudy Sanchez says, morning, fellas. You guys been right about a lot of things. Good work. Thank you. Uh, Giggity says, hey, Rudy Sanchez, these boys are rarely get it wrong on anything. Yeah, and we're good looking, too. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. 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 I'm a fucking unit. Yeah, not yeah. really. Brylark says, people act like basketball players are kids who go and hang out with each other's houses at each other's houses after getting home from school. The, and I, I think that's a great point by Don. Like, we, they're not, and they, they haven't been. And I, I, I said this yesterday, and go back and listen to the show. I was told a week ago. That Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert do not hate each other. But they also aren't friends. They don't hang out. They don't go out to dinner together. They don't, as you said, play video games together. No, you they don't, don't always got to be, you know, like the bestest of friends with people you work with. But at the end of the day, if you work towards a common growth that's beneficial to the team, that's what's first. That's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, it's literally amazing. And by the way, uh, I, I think it should be said, it's interesting that it takes Chris Haynes getting Don to sit down. Well, <laughs> we talked about this yesterday uh, because Jake and I are constantly around each other. Uh, you know, we, we sweat on each other sometimes. Hey, guys. Uh, it's awkward. Uh, anyway, but the point is we were talking about this yesterday while we were working, slaving over the hot stove at the Yelpatory. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and the point we made was, why did Chris Haynes get this interview and nobody in Salt Lake did? And it's the one thing that I'll continue to say is, I think one of the major issues hindering the fan base from truly gripping what's going on is you don't have a media that has the audacity to tell the truth. Yeah. If you look at KSL sports, if you look at, and now KSL is a broadcast partner of mm -hmm. the jazz, right? You look at KSL, all of their news entities, you look at 1280, the zone, that's the, the rights holder, so there's no way they're going to break news on the Jazz. Yeah. You look at somebody like Tony Jones. I think Tony gets a lot of inside information, but I think Tony's a little reticent or hesitant to break big news on the Jazz because the Jazz have the power to shut you out. Yeah. Because who's going to prevent them from doing that? Yeah. Right? Like in a town like New York, L.A., Chicago, um, you look at the way the media operates in those towns – there is, it's no holds barred. I guarantee you, that's how you know so much of what's going on with Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. Yeah. It's why you know so much about what's going on um, with the Knicks. Um, 
you look at at, at uh, Julius Randle. We know all about that situation because the media there has no fear of reprisal from the ball club. Well, look at the Kyrie Irving situation, how the yeah. media handled that. I mean, I think that, you know. It, they went again. after him in those press conferences yeah. and those Zoom calls. Yeah. When Kyrie's like, respect my privacy. Yeah, you know, like I, I think it's it's a cultural thing based on the market. New York media does not care who you are. They're going to ask the question. L.A. media does not care who you are. They're going to ask the question. Yeah, next question. Yeah, thank you, Kyrie. Like, I think that, you know, like, that's just how it is. And in Salt Lake, with all due respect, I don't think that a lot of times the the blunt don't care kind of question gets asked. The pertinent don't care how this makes you feel question gets asked. Yes. And, and I think that, you know, everyone jokes about, like, Bill Belichick and how he handles things and, and, and all the great, you know, people in sports and how they handle the media. Well, the only reason they're doing that is because the media has the balls to ask the question, which I don't feel like, again, with all due respect to the folks who cover the jazz, I don't feel like those kind of questions get asked on a consistent basis. Yeah. And I, I, and I think it's a very, it's a very difficult line when you are the only, you know, the only game in town and the Utah jazz are the only professional franchise. I mean, obviously we all love our Utes and Cougars and we love college football, but if you look at the Utah Jazz, they're the only big boy in town, and I think that's your livelihood. And so I think there's a lot of guys. And I respect that. that are hesitant. Yeah, so do I. I, I understand how difficult yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you look at, and this is my issue with the Salt Lake Tribune. With all, You know, again, I keep saying with all due respect, I, I don't have a lot of respect for the coverage that we get from the Tribune. I think we get a lot of fluff. I think I think that there is very little substance or substantive reporting from from the Tribune. I You're think there's very pieces little for the sake of it. You're not writing pieces that that have information compounded with either opinion or I mean, because some of this stuff is just reporting, right? You're just basically taking the facts you got and you're putting it out there. Donovan scored 25 and and X, Y and Z happened. OK, great. That's different reporting than like opinion, like facts plus opinion to create a great piece. There's no critical commentary in this town on the Utah Jazz. And that's why I think when people come to our show, they're like, whoa, you just said that Rudy is not the best player on the team, or you just said that you just said this, or you just said that. And it takes, we've noticed, it's funny, and, and some, some of the people who listen every day probably notice this too. We always get... Once in a while, probably two, three times a month, we'll get a new commenter in the comments section. They'll come in and they'll say we're idiots and we don't know what we're talking about. No, then like three they days say later, we're casuals. Well, You're casual. And now, because we're such casuals, we even have shirts you can buy. How about that? <laughs> hey, let's buy some shirts, people. Yes. By the way, if you would like to buy a You're a Casual shirt, the brand new hottest item on, in the world, um... Yeah, they are for sale. $25 if you'd like a Euro Casual cert to support the show. We always appreciate mm -hmm. that. Hit us on DMs on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The shirts are $25. We accept Venmo or in-person handshakes. This uh, is fucking America. It is. The bottom line is um, I just – I think the Jazz are – I think the Jazz – I think the Jazz know where they are. And, Garcy, good morning to you. Uh, he says, Quinn is the issue. Zero adjustments. Maybe not – not the only issue, but definitely troublesome. I don't know. Is replacing Quinn Snyder a fix to what's wrong with this team? I don't think there's one fix to what's wrong I with would this agree. team. I think that 
I think the reality of the situation is, is you have a lot of question marks on this team. I think the only human being in the organization who's not a question mark, well, I guess it'd be three. It'd be Ryan Smith, Danny Ainge, and Donovan Mitchell. Those are the three guys that are not going anywhere, no matter what happens. They're yep. just not. And and I think everyone else is an option. Jeremy Bolton says, well, 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 if it isn't Jake's and Monty's. Exactly right, Jeremy. Good morning, my friend. Donovan uh, Edgar Garcia says, Donovan, I feel like took the criticism he received and worked on his game. Rudy, like you guys said, didn't care to listen. I, and I think that's a big – I think Rudy is just – Prideful. Pride, prideful is probably the right word. He's prideful. I would agree with that. Uh, Dop Hop says, Real Salt Lake won a championship. Yeah, next question. Wait, what is that noise? Oh, that's paint drawing. Um, <laughs> and you're a guy who loves the Premier League. I am a huge soccer fan. Huge soccer fan. I really am. Eric and Raleigh says audio's down and now it's back. God dug it. Listen, uh, man. Disgusting comparing Quinn to Sloan and Tom, Tom Gugliotta, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't okay. think Quinn's done. Yeah, Quinn's not even in the same atmosphere as yeah, Jerry. Yeah, Eric C. says, Jog could top three players sooner than later. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Totally agree with that. J.P. Shanahan says, I don't think Utah has the luxury of bringing in players in their respective prime. No, but this is the thing that's so frustrating with development. Yeah. This is the Quinn Snyder question. Can you hand Quinn Snyder a, a Nikhil Alexander-Walker and say, make him a, a, a top five player on this roster? Can you hand... Quinn Snyder, Rudy Gobert, and say, develop his offensive game. The problem is NBA teams don't develop players anymore. Chris Brickley does. Yep. And if you look at Donovan Mitchell's growth, and I'm again, it probably sounds like I'm siding with Don. I'm not. Point of fact, if you look at Donovan Mitchell's growth, what has he done exponentially better, to say much better this year? Well, he's, he's extended his range on the three. It's easy range now. Well, because that's what we saw him doing over the summer with Chris Brickley, mm -hmm. right? And my guess is now you're going to see him turn into an elite mid-range player because he doesn't want to get hurt. And how did he get hurt? Going to the basket. Yep. So you're going to see him turn into an elite mid-range player. Everybody, it's the hottest new trend in the NBA. That sexy MFR, he's a mid-range star. Yep. Anyway, my point is. Yeah. What is Rudy? What have we seen Rudy get better at offensively? Pick and roll. That's what we've seen him improve on, right? Set a pick at the top, high high pick and roll, roll to the basket. Conley throws him a lob and he dunks it. Mm -hmm. That's his game, and it's a good one. It's there's value in that until you get into the playoffs, and then you can't do that. So yep. it'll be interesting to see. Pressure burst pipes, man. L let's see how Rudy handles it. Does Rudy develop his game? I don't know. We'll see. Um, are you guys going to, <laughs> to the Jazz game in L.A.? Excuse me while I cough. Uh, are you guys going to the Jazz game in L.A.? <coughs> I'm just going to sit back and let Jake answer this question. The answer is no, and the reason it's no is because we get up at 4 in the morning Pacific time to do this show at the same time, and we work at Yelp. So no. Did I Did I ask? Go ahead and go. Did, go ahead. Did, go. did I ask to offer? Did go I ahead. offer to buy tickets even? Yes, you did. Did but, I beg but, you? Did I get on my hands and knees and roll over like a dog and beg oh, you? Oh, I thought you were going a different direction with that. My bad. Hey, now. Yeah, I've been immunized. Yeah. Anyway, Brandon Whiteside says Don could uh, only be signed to max contract per NBA rules. Rudy was up for super max. It doesn't matter why. We've talked about that exact thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why. 
Donovan was on a rookie deal. Just because dude is eligible doesn't mean you pay him. Yeah, it would. The, the, there's no. Does anybody argue the Rudy Gobert contract was a mistake? I, I mean, it, paying him forty-one million dollars a year was a huge mistake. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Yeah, I mean, pay, no, look at this point. I think paying Mike Conley was understandable. I would not have done it. Bringing Mike Conley back, totally understandable. I get it. I wouldn't have done it. I think. I would have used this year to totally tear this team apart and rebuild it. The, right. But That's I think what the thing done. with the front office at that time, because I think it's so important when we talk about the past to understand the context and like the feel around the team at that time. The feel around the team at that time was, hey, you know, Mike was hurt in the Clippers series. Don got hurt playing in the Clippers series. And we feel like if we have those two guys healthy, that we would have been able to beat them. Which is why, if you remember earlier this year, what did we get? We got Mike sitting out back-to-backs and, you know, a lot of injury management. And, you know, hey, we're not going to yeah. prioritize being the one seed. But now, this season, basically at the 30-game mark a couple months ago, kind of took a turn. I mean, this season went downhill. COVID ravaged the team. Yes, it You did. had some injuries. And now you're not in the place you expected to be. All of that said you're still going to get into the postseason. So, and that really ultimately is what matters. So, I agree with the idea that, hey, they just got to get in, but I also agree with the idea that this is a flawed basketball team right now. And when you start playing the best teams in the league, they're going to exploit those flaws, and frankly, there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. And here's a question I would pose to Ryan Smith. Do you want to be Vivek Ranadive? Does anybody know who that is? It's the owner of the Sacramento Kings. Who the fuck are you? Bought the team, kept it in, in Sacramento. Oh, we're going to win a championship. We're going to hire Luke Walton. <clears throat> Bro, what are you talking about, man? Oh, we're going to win a championship. Oh, Vladi Divots is our GM. <coughs> or do you want to be Peter Peter Goober and First of all, Joe Lacob? Peter Goober. Okay. Do you, do you, that last name, though. My man. Do you know who Peter Goober is? He's no. one of the most <coughs> powerful men in entertainment and one of the richest dudes in the country. U.S. Americans. And he's a co-owner of the Golden State Warriors with Joe Lakeup. Who the f is that guy? Joe Man. Lakeup bought the Golden State Warriors and they put in a solid plan to win a championship. Yeah. And they drafted well. They went and hired Bob Myers. They went and got guys. They completely changed the culture of the Golden State Warriors. And what? how did they do it? They pissed everybody off. You're letting Monte Ellis and Baron Davis go? What? You guys are idiots. You you drafted Steph Curry's 54 pounds soaking wet with rocks in his cock. You're a casual. <laughs> well, it turns out they had an idea of what they were doing. So, Ryan Smith, do you want to be Joe Lakeup, Joe Lakeup and Peter Gruber? Or do you want to be Vivek Ranadive? You want to do what's got to be done? And, and, and again, I haven't wavered on this at all. Trade Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Blow this roster up. Build around Donovan Mitchell. Which, again, I'm told that's exactly what they told Donovan Mitchell is they're going to build the team around him. Yep. And Donovan has never demanded a trade. But do you want to do that? Cool. Do you want to upgrade the arena? Do that. Do you want to bring in people smarter than you? You brought in Danny Ainge. I would say you're off to a good start. Yeah. Now blow this thing up. Let's lose for a year, and then let's go win three and five. Because, by the way, did anybody notice what Donovan Mitchell said when Chris Haynes asked him, hey, where do you think you'll be in five years? Did anybody hear his answer to that question? 
on this podcast posted up mm-hmm. with Chris Chris Haynes. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, one of the last questions he was asked, hey, Don, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. Remember what his answer was? Multiple championships. Where do you think he got that from? Because he was told, we're doing everything we can do. We're going to spare no expense to win championships here in Utah. Yeah. If you want to win, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you want to win two or three in five years, trade Rudy Gobert and blow this roster up. I'm for real. You want to watch Donovan Mitchell win a championship with the New York Knicks or the Brooklyn Nets? Keep Rudy Gobert. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Keep paying Mike Conley. Keep paying Boyan Bogdanovich. Yesterday, some guy got into me on Twitter about how I don't understand the way that uh, Quinn Snyder is ruining Boyan Bogdanovich. You're casual. Bro, he's not ruining Boyan Bogdanovich. Boyan Bogdanovich is soft. He's a guy that when he scores 20 points, generally they win. Yeah. But he can't create his own shot because he's not athletic. He needs help. He needs driving kick. It's the truth. 100% the truth. You want to know if the Jazz are serious? The moment the season ends, start chopping heads. That's why I've said I'd change Quinn Snyder in the offseason. Facts. I would... I would change Quinn Snyder and his staff. I Not would bring because in. Because he's done a horrible job. No, because he's been here what nine years? Yeah, eight nine years. Yeah. I think he's been. I think it's nine years almost. Yeah, he's been here almost nine years. Let's say eight to ten years. What I think it's yeah. nine years. Yeah, he's been here nine years, bro. And they need a new voice. And you've got to play these young guys. Jared Butler is dying on the vine right now. Yeah. So you want to win? The first thing I'd do in the offseason is fire Quinn Snyder. Not because he's a terrible coach. Not because he's done a bad job. We need a new voice. We need new momentum. We need new energy. We need something other than shoot 53s, hope for the best. All right, see you in practice tomorrow. Yeah. Because that seems to be the offense. let's Let's get more videos of Rudy Gobert in practice shooting a bunch of threes so the fan base can think that that's going to start happening in games. That seems smart. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. Mr. E says, but Jerry Sloan coached the Jazz to conference finals on his third year. Snyder is in his eighth. Okay. JP, exactly. What did JP say? I don't think Utah has the luxury of bringing in players in their respective primes. Mr. E says, uh, or Angarsi says, JP, exactly. We keep signing past their prime players that could have helped two or three years ago. But, Correct. But, okay, let's surmise that no free agent ever anywhere on the planet would be like, oh, yeah, I want to play for the Utah Jazz. Do you get a Book of Mormon when you sign your contract? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Right? Because that's what the perception <laughs> is. Well, I'm going to go to Utah. There's no nightlife, and the Mormons are going to attack me. And Okay, great. Trade for them. How do you build championships? Because I got news for you. Nine out of ten teams, unless you're the Warriors, don't draft it. Yeah. You buy it. And how do you buy it? Well, you trade James Harden, and you get Ben Simmons, and you get Seth Curry, Right? Like, that's how, that's how you win in this league. You go and get Kevin Durant. You go and get James Harden. Well, you don't win with James Harden. My bad. Um, <laughs> see what I did there? Like, you know. Shave the beard, dude, at some that's point. It, Skippy. You want to win? Shave the beard, fatty. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. <laughs> I mean, he was fat. I'm kidding. He was fat. I'm kidding. My point is, listen. There's nothing that's stopping you from making trades. And that's how nine out of 10 teams win in this league. I look at the Chicago Bulls. 
Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan is, is, you know, is, is, you know, so many on this show will tell you. Alex Caruso. Headband. My brother. Alex Caruso. Why are, why are, why are the Bulls winning? Because they went out and got new energy. They got new life. Yes. Right? They're number, they're tied for, I think they're actually tied for the top spot in the East. Right? Like, all I'm saying is, it's not that hard. It's not that long of a road. If you keep Donovan Mitchell, right? Who on this roster would you keep? Donovan Mitchell. That's there's it. there's two guys I would I would hang on to. I would I would keep Donovan Mitchell and I would hang on to Jordan Clarkson. I would blow everybody else up. I would. I would trade Rudy Gobert as soon as I could trade Rudy Gobert. Yeah. The first sucker that's born every day in this league, I'm I'm in. Let's let's do let's it. Do it. Right. I, like I would I would do what I needed to do because that instantly gives you more flexibility. You can't draft talent because you don't have draft picks and you didn't get really anything worth of value. You sent out draft picks, which is still mind numbing to me. Too bad. But, you know, the Jazz tried. The yeah. Jazz absolutely tried. They tried. They wanted to. I think the Jazz would have loved to have been a third team. And and I think, you know, we've we've talked about the names. Yeah, they tried. Yeah. They couldn't get it done. Yeah, and I think you know they've been at this starting point. Like the starting line to championships is making tough decisions and letting people go and making trades. I mean, that's what you you have to do. I mean, it, it, again, it's like what Bill Belichick did for what ten years or fifteen years while Brady was his quarterback. Like, yeah, you made tough decisions to ensure that Brady always had a defense that could back him up. You know, you made. You made tough decisions to make sure that that your money was always right. Well, with the Patriots, they built defense because they had Tom Brady. Yeah, so it's so like, they could rely on Chris Hogan. Yeah, to catch a football, and the defense. But what do you you know anyway? Yeah, Dwayne Boone says Jazz are in the fourth position in the West. It's not the end of the world. Well, it is because if you're in the fourth position in the West, but the problem is not. They're in the fourth position. The seating literally means nothing. Yeah. I right? mean, I, unless they fall to the fifth spot, the fourth spot means nothing. I mean, uh, home court advantage in this league. It's a fluke. It, it doesn't mean a whole lot early in the playoffs because home teams lose in the playoffs. And this Jazz team, this Jazz team has a stylistic problem, not a home court advantage problem. But that, having said that, I if they, if they don't have home court advantage on the Dallas Mavericks... I don't know how you win that series. I really don't. Disgusting comparing Quinn the Snow Sloan. We gotta stop doing this shit, man. Stop comparing LeBron and Jordan. Stop comparing Jerry Sloan and every other jazz coach. Oh, Tyrone Corbin was no Jerry Sloan. No shit, Sherlock. We He's get it. He's a brilliant guy. Right? Like we get it. Jerry Sloan's one of the greatest coaches in the history of the NBA. Like ever. Let's stop comparing everybody to Phil Jackson, to Greta Arbach and Come on, man. Quinn Snyder is a very good coach. When he's not the coach of the Jazz, he'll get another job. Yeah. He is a really good coach. It's just time for a change. Quinn Snyder has not been a bad coach. He's not currently a bad coach. It's not the reason you're losing. Yep. But you need change. You need a new voice is yes. what I'm saying. A couple more on the Jazz. Um, let's see. Uh, Eric C. says, Salt Lake has RSL in a women's team. No. Uh, I personally don't give a chit about the regular season. Brandon Whiteside says national media is stirring up false rumors. Don just laughed at and refuted all the trash the national media was pushing. He did not refute anything that the national media is pushing. Yeah. Tell me one thing that Donovan Mitchell refuted. 
because he never said Rudy Gobert's name. He never said that he doesn't that he he wouldn't is not wanting to leave. Listen, listen to this answer. Chris Haynes asks him straight up, "Is the relationship in good standing?" And and this is Donovan Mitchell's long ass winded answer. Listen to this. I think it's good. You know, okay. I think it's cool where we're at. You know, I think like I said, when you work Pause. with someone, it- I think it's good where we're at. Here, I'll play. I'll play that little portion again. I think it's good. You know, okay. I think it's cool where we're at. I think it's good where we're at. He didn't say, "Oh, it's great. We're friends." I love Rudy. That's my dude. Like, there's no issue. The national media, they're making all this stuff up. Rudy and I are great. He said, it's good. I'm cool where it's at. I think it's good. I think it's cool where we're at. He didn't say we're friends, we're buddies, we're pals. He said, it's cool. I'm good with where we're at. When you work with someone and you, you, you have something that you want to get to, you know, and you have people who are competitive around you. You have people that are competitive. When I say around, I mean our teammates and coaching staff. When you have people that are two people that are competitive, like you want to ultimately be the best. Mm-hmm. I would take that as opposed to two dudes who just want to sit on their ass and do nothing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you have two guys who are going to go out there and compete. You know, he's a three-time defensive player of the year. You know, I'm a three-time all-star. Like we're going to find ways to get better individually and collectively as a group. That's, and I, I'll, I'll take that. You know, I don't think, you know, I think everybody – thinks that the league is just like, ah, oh, everybody's like, boom, we hang out. Like, this isn't, this isn't college. You yeah. know, college was different. You know, college, you're in the dorms. You're, it's, it's mm-hmm. a different vibe. Like, now you go about your, you go about your business. And- you go about your business. So, again, I just ask, what did the national media get wrong there? What did we get wrong there? What did we, when we said they don't like each other, they're not friends, but they don't need to be friends to coexist is exactly what I've said for 10 days. On no, you don't show. always got to be, you know, like the bestest of friends with people you work with. Said that for ten days on this show. Again, notice that notice what he's not saying, and this is well. What's the so one important. thing he's not saying is Rudy. Go, the two words next to each other, Rudy Gobert, or independent. He never said Rudy. He never said Gobert, and he never said Rudy Gobert. He's never said his name. He called him big fella, two people, we. You no know, seating doesn't necessarily matter, but it's like how can we be the best when it's time? You know, and like I said, it starts with me and big fella. Starts with me and Big Fella. Me and Big Fella. I mean, like I said, it starts with me and Big Fella. Not me and Rudy. Not me and Rudy Gobert. Me and Big Fella. He never, ever says his name. I'm telling you, and Chris Haynes was right. Donovan should write a book. Because the stuff that we've heard that we haven't said on this show that's going on behind the scenes is ridiculous. Now, how much of that is true? I don't know. I couldn't confirm it. But what I can tell you is the stuff that they're not talking about would blow your mind. And that's what I think people need to understand in these situations. It's not necessarily what Donovan verbally said. That's right. It's what he did not say. And how he said what he said. It's very clear. Like, I've been doing this a long time. Not to keep throwing my resume at you. I've been doing this a long time. This is so reminiscent of Kobe and Shaq. it, It is. They never said each other's name. They wouldn't talk about each other. They'd talk around each other. Mm-hmm. Like, this is exactly what Donovan's doing. I'm telling you, this is like you. This is Horace Grant leaving the Bulls for the Orlando Magic. You know, and like I said, it starts with me and Big Fella. I'm telling you, man. I, this is, there is, and as plainly as I can say it, these two guys don't have a relationship. Yeah. Period. That's the best way to describe it. They don't like each other. They don't despise each other. 
when the lights are on and it's time to play basketball, we're going to chest bump. We're going to, we're going to, everything's going to be good. I'm going to throw you the ball. I'm not like, this is the, it, it, but where did it get with Kobe and Shaq? Kobe refused to pass Shaq the basketball. Mm -hmm. And then when he got called out for that, Kobe refused to shoot the basketball and would only pass the basketball. I don't think Donovan's that kind of child. But that's where we are. No, you don't always got to be, you know, like the bestest of friends with people you work with. I'm just telling you, my ass is killing me in the most uncomfortable chair ever. And Donovan and Rudy do not have a relationship. It's that simple. You know, it is that simple. Uh, Cody Strickland says, don't forget, Rudy developed his free throw, too. Don't don't say that's not a big deal because it is. Teams thought they could Ben Simmons us with Rudy. But they was very wrong. I would agree. Rudy's – listen, the issue is Rudy Gobert has no touch. Mm -hmm. He still airballs free throws. Cody, to your point, he has gotten much better. I think he's in the high 60s, he's low 70s, free right? throw shooting. But how did, yeah. how did Giannis score his 50th point last night? Mid-range. Because remember, everybody's like, oh, God, he sucks. He can't shoot. Oh, Rudy is Can't develop Giannis. a jumper. Giannis ante your dad's cock. Like, like all this stuff, right? He can shoot the three. Not great. Not great. Not great at all, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm telling you um, is that it is one of these things where Rudy Gobert has never, has never built – to a point, in my opinion. Hello. Hello. And apparently we lost our audio. Oh, good, good. good. I could I could be wrong. On the uh, anyway, the point is, there we go. The point is that Rudy's never developed the same game that Giannis has, right? So Giannis now last night scores 50 points, his first time since the playoffs scoring 50 points. Giannis scores 50 points by hitting a fadeaway jumper from the from the wing to score his 50 points he's an elite mid-range shooter now mm -hmm. Rudy's never developed that Rudy Gobert can't dribble Rudy Gobert can't finish anything other than a dunk if he lays it up if Rudy Gobert uses the glass at all and watch this if Rudy Gobert uses the glass at all it's an adventure it's never like you know bank shot swish it's always bank shot clang it goes in or rolls off yeah if yep. Rudy lays it up without the glass or dunks it, we're good. But you watch when he gets around the rim or around the backboard, and I, you know, it's the Shaq thing. Shaq, this is the comparison that was on the show last week or whenever that was mm -hmm. when somebody was saying Rudy's got the same offensive game that Shaq has. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Shaq had a shot. Shaq had a push shot. Shaq could. Shaq was very good at at banking the Dude, basketball Shaq into the basket. Shaq was a savage. Do we not? He was. Do we forget this? Shaq wanted to kill you out there, bro. Rudy doesn't want to do that. Rudy has no interest uh, in that. Wow. Fat Jesus has a policy change for the show. Oh, hell. Monty, stop using Jake's name and just start calling him Big Fella. No, and like I said, it starts with me and Big Fella. Okay. Jake is now Big Fella. You know, and like I said, it starts with me and Big Fella. Okay. That's fine. Okay. There you go. Okay. A couple other things, because we are already way late on this. Um... I want to talk about subscribing to this channel. Give us a thumbs up if you're Do here. It. Appreciate you guys being here. Please hit thumbs up. Give us a like. It really helps the channel grow. Please go ahead and hit like. Also, uh, we are giving away a PS5. We have not given it away yet. When we get to 5,000 subs, 
And we've had a really good we've had a really good run of subs. Subs. Uh, on this show. There you go, Jake. Punch it up. Yeah. Uh, subs. We're at we're we're at about thirty two hundred. And then there is the we're a casual shirt. Right? Go ahead. Twenty five bucks. DM us size small all the way through three X. So uh For big fella. Yeah, for big fella. Thanks, big for holding that up, big fella. Yeah, thank we you. Appreciate thank show. you. Yep. Um, Tyler P says, this is the show where we make mountains out of molehills. Well, give us an example of that. Yeah. What's the uh, example? Eric C says, we need a shirt that has big fella and Jake's face on it. Well, yeah. Eric and Raleigh says snap crackle, no audio. I think we fixed the audio now. So I appreciate that. Oh no. The audio stopped again. We got to get our internet issues fixed in, here in LA. We're having some internet issues. Hey guys, 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 get your audio cable from radio shack. <laughs> God damn it. Nah, Tyler, they don't let the teams make molehills out of mountains. We don't. That's hey very guys. true. Time to come up with some new content, lads, instead of rolling out the same BS each night. Well, when when Rudy Gobert um, goes on a podcast, we'll talk about that. Donovan Mitchell went on Chris Haynes' podcast yesterday, so we're going to talk about it. And like I said, it starts with me and Big Fella. You know? It is what it is. Okay, every time you talk about the Jazz and Don and Rudy, it's like my morning comedy routine. Cool. I'm glad we're bringing you humor. Uh, let's talk about Little Kyler and verticality in Phoenix um, mm -hmm. because this is turning into a big issue now. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals apparently have had a falling out with Kyler Murray. And he's he's taken all references to the Arizona Cardinals off of his social media. What a stupid son of a bitch. Like, what are we doing? Can it's I childish. just ask? Like, I don't know, I don't know what we're doing and why that's happening and why we keep losing our audio. I, I don't know. But um, anyway, the point is, right. The point is um, that I think we're in a situation now where uh, with Kyler Murray, um, you just have a thing where you have to ask yourself, is he worth all of this? Yeah. I mean, I think he is. I think he is worth it talent wise, but the problem is, is there's not great quarterbacks falling off trees. So, you know, Kyler has a lot of talent. Kyler can can take you to the postseason, as obviously they did. Now, I, I think the issue is, is Kyler got embarrassed, you know, with, with the way, if you remember, you know, there, he's in his own end zone. He turned it over. That yes. turned into, a you know, a pick six for the Rams. Like, you know, you had a lot of these issues that came up. And, and you know, when you lose and then you get bounced out of the postseason, all the stories from the regular season, all the childish stuff you did, you know, comes comes back to light, you know, after the season is over. And a lot of these guys are coming out and saying that Kyler was somebody who secluded himself in the locker room. He sat in his locker with headphones in and, you know, didn't talk to anybody. And, you know, he's just like a weird kind of guy. And I think that as a quarterback of a team, you don't really have that option. You got to be the vocal leader of your team. You got to be – it's why Joe Burrow has been so successful. It's why Justin Herbert has been so successful. It's why – any of the younger quarterbacks who have come in, like Patrick Mahomes, that's why he's been right, successful. Right. Because they are the guy on the team. And I think that it was so funny seeing this story come out because, you know, if you think about it, I think the Cardinals started like eight and one or whatever it was. Yeah. And then and then they went one and six in their last, you know, seven games or whatever. And it makes sense now. You know, if the if the leader of your team is not leading the team, Things are going to fall apart. So, but but do you value Kyler Murray to the level of hey, he can be a prima donna and a pain in the ass? I don't think so. Because I think he's different than Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I think Aaron Rodgers is a perennial MVP candidate. He's a guy that is. I mean, he's a stud as a quarterback. I mean, forget the long hair and all the girls whose hearts he's left in his wake. 
His family hates him. Um, yeah, I've been immunized. He's not very nice. He's not really vaccinated either. Um, so you're probably going to catch scabies from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I've been but, immunized. You know, you lay down with dogs, you get fleas and shit. But my point is, Facts. <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers worth that? Yes, because he can take you only to the NFC Championship But that's to better lose. than the first round. I would agree. <laughs> He's not going to take you to a Super Bowl. I uh, may in Denver, who knows? But my point is, Kyler Murray has not earned this right. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray just hasn't done enough yet in the league to to justify doing this type of thing. And 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 I just think it, it's a listen. It's a poor career choice on his on his on his side. You can't you have you can't tell me Kyler Murray doesn't have the 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 brain power to say, okay, I'm doing all this stuff and rocking the boat and, and causing yes. issues. Yep. And I'm what is this his uh, third season he just put behind him now, I think. So, you know, you're right in the middle of your rookie contract. You know, you were primed to get uh, your second deal done. You know, like you were you Dude, were going down that path. He's been really good in the regular season. Yeah. I mean, he is – he was really good. They were terrible in the second half, and a lot of it was the league adjusted to, to little Kyler – Yep. And he never adjusted back to the league. And I think I think that's a big part of what the issue is, mm -hmm. frankly, number one. Number two, I also think that 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 they in season it's very difficult to adjust when he's the focal point. Yeah. Because his skill set is not going to grow and expand during the season. Right. So I think there were issues here. Now, the D hop injury was a huge problem for them. Like when Hopkins went out. That was a huge blow for them. Yes. But all of this to say, Kyler is not worth this. Mm -hmm. He is a he's being a pain in the ass. Yeah. He is causing off-season drama. They have heavily invested in him. They have heavily invested in the talent around him, whether that be Ertz or Hopkins. They have invested heavily in the defense. Mm -hmm. It's go win a Super Bowl or at least go to the Super Bowl, then become a prima donna. Yeah, I agree. Do something before you start to cause drama. Because let's be honest, he's already a weird dude. Yeah, Tyler Murray is questions. already a weird dude. There was always questions, and I and I think that the real issue is is before all this went down, you could kind of sell yourself on the struggles, and this team was getting better, and you know we were moving in the right direction. And you got to yes. remember, the Cardinals are a team that has been struggling for how many years, you know, and, and then you. You know, you're talking about a team that drafts high in the draft to get Josh Rosen, going to go ahead and cut him, and then redraft high in the draft to get Kyler. And yes. I think that was a smart move with how it's worked out so far. But but this Kyler Murray situation, I, I mean, you're, you're talking about this happening after you brought in J.J. Watt, after you brought in DeAndre Watt. Hopkins, after you brought in A.J. Green, yes. you know, like, after you brought in James Conner, all these guys you brought in, Zach Ertz, you brought in all this talent, and this guy can't see that and get his stuff J. together? J.J. Watt! I mean, this is this is a bad look for Kyler. <laughs> it it's, is. It's a it bad look, is. man. And, and I don't know. Come again, on. Again, these are all reports, right? We don't have. James Conner. Like, we don't have 100%. Hey, this is absolutely what happened. But when more than one guy is saying it, you know that. You know, there's some validity to it. Yeah. <clears throat> I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. By the way, before before we move on to you having sex in other people's houses. Right, right, right. Um, why don't we rain on the Olympic parade, too? Because you hate the Olympics. I don't hate them. But at the same time, I haven't been watching them. A Where time. are the Olympics being com competed at right now? Where Beijing. Are they? No. Okay. Beijing. Let's get it right. It's Beijing. 
Okay, sorry. Did you notice that NBC does not Beijing. say Beijing? Yeah. Live in Beijing. Dude. Like, first of all, the Olympics have been really good. I've actually enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I have to put my balls in a jar on a shelf to admit that I've watched some ice skating. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think it's definitely, Come a, on, man. <laughs> I think it's definitely a possibility that, Never. uh, my, Never, you know, uh, man card is such a stupid thing. Your man card, man, oh, man card, your man card. Anyway, the point is, yeah. uh, I've actually enjoyed the Olympics. I think the snowboarding was really good. Uh, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the, you know, the slope style stuff. I've really gotten in the slope style. Mm -hmm. I used to be a half pike guy, but now, you know, I'm happy to see Sean White's out. Yep. Um, but I think the Beijing Olympics have been really good. Bro. When I'm trying to get a job in Beijing. NBC. Beijing, <laughs> like, please. Like, come on, bro. No, yeah, I mean, I, listen, my whole thing with the Olympics is that I just haven't, like, when I'm alone, I haven't thought in my head to watch them. Like, I feel like the excitement of the Olympics hasn't been as much as it's been in prior years. Like, I remember as a kid, the Olympics were, like, everything. Like, it was a whole shebang, and you'd have, like, parties to watch the Olympics, and, like, it was, like, a big deal. But, like, when you're alone, you're not watching the Olympics in Beijing. You're watching Pornhub. Are they not, like, a, are they not? I mean, like they're both in Beijing very clearly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you're yeah, you see what he did there? <laughs> you know? I'm for real. Yeah, you know? You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Olympics. That's what I owe this pleasure to. So, you know, I just think, hey, listen, listen, if I'm, if I'm at home alone, Alone, you know, not procreating and prepping for the show. Uh, I'm usually watching basketball, yeah. or you know, as it, you know, before the season was over. I go out of my way to watch it. I like, I like the winter stuff. I've even watched the the what is it, the biathlon where they cross country ski and shoot. Yeah, which looks freaking miserable. Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, cross country skiing looks so painful. Yeah, I have no desire to ever cross country ski. No. I just won't do I it. I don't have any desire to ski at all. <laughs> I'm good. I tried back like the five years ago, and I was like off of those things you tried skiing yeah when i worked at park city i was gonna try and i did one lesson on skis because i wanted to make more money and then i was like no i'm good i'm good i'm wow. good wow you my, never told my, me this my my knees yeah. hurt a little bit too much i'm good look big fella i thought that we yeah. were like i thought we were like buds and stuff so you, you better check yourself you don't share these intimate moments with me. i'm pretty sure i've told you that in the past but maybe know. maybe i forgot big fella yeah. I, I, and like i said it starts with me and big fella yeah i thought that it was me and big fella and yeah stuff, you know you know yeah um all right before we get out of here today yeah 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 so your girlfriend's coming to town this weekend <laughs> 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 on saturday <laughs> yeah her flight arrives yes in your lap in noon and, at oh, noon hey baby hey uh, baby. so you're gonna have a nooner yeah a nooner um sure. right so uh -huh. your girlfriend's arriving yeah girlfriend's arriving at noon on saturday and then we're doing lowry's you know on saturday night and so you are going to lowry's with us yeah, I thought that I literally I didn't know asked that. you about that. Yeah, you can go. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I it's was, my fucking birthday. It would be nice if we didn't. You know, I mean, you haven't got me a gift yet, right? I mean, you haven't. Um, well, I tried you know. to get you a gift, but you ruined it. So how did you know, I ruin it? Because remember when? Remember last week when you got those Bordeaux ones? You know yes. that had been in the shipping issue, and you thought you'd lost them forever. I ordered you another pair, which is sitting at my house right now. Oh, and then you Let's found you found the original pair. So sell I them. did get you a gift. You just ruined it. Okay, I didn't ruin it. First yeah, yeah, I know what time it is. Yeah, look, I, I didn't know you ruin want, it. I know you want transactions on StockX. I get it. Yeah, I get exactly. It. I get well, it. I mean, you can sell them and shit. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, my point is, so yeah. 
it's always awkward when you're at somebody else's house. Right. Right. Like, do you beach it up? Do you? I put, mean, do you plant seeds I think in the no garden? No matter what you're gonna try and do, it a it's got to be quiet, and b it's got to be clean. <laughs> I mean, that's just the strategy behind it. You know, it can't be. Excuse me. This is you know you're not breaking any records or like you know going out of your way to get all crazy. You got to be quiet. You know, you got to be cool, calm, and collected. You know, unlike Take little Kyler easy. in the end zone. You know, you got to be. You wow. got to be cool, calm, and collected. Well, look, big fellow, I want nothing but the best for you. Cold-blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough. Yeah. You know. You know? Like, come on. And the the house we're staying in has creaky floors. It does. So, so you, know, you can't be standing. No nope, standing. No you standing. Know. No nothing. You know? Like, it just it's, it's an ideal situation not to do anything. It's perfect. <laughs> what do you mean? It's perfect. Sex is amazing. I know. It, <laughs> my point is, is it's like, so you have to remember, this is. Many Wait, moons you, ago. you do like procreatorial yes, behavior, yes, right? Yes, I do. Many moons ago. Baby making's the best. Bro. Dude. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are you okay? Yes. Okay. I apologize. Go ahead. Many moons ago, this house was had children living in it, right? So the squeaky floors and everything was great. But now it's not so great. Yeah, we're trying to make children not have them already here. All gas, no break. <laughs> yeah, you know, so like we need to, you know. What size got... bed do you sleep in here? Uh, I don't know, dude. It's a small one, though. Yeah. It's comfortable as hell. I've been sleeping my ass off. Yeah, me too, because it's been cold yeah. and rainy here in L.A. Yeah, since dude. Big Fellow arrived. Yeah. Uh, but the, <laughs> point... <laughs> the point is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm kind of. You know, it's weird. We were out to dinner on Valentine's and I, I you know, I was kissing my wife at this restaurant. And I was like, damn, dude, this is awkward. All these people are right here. So you're not about the PDA life. I am. I don't mind. Like, I'm absolutely a, a holder, a cuddler, a hand holder, a kisser. I want it. Just a little reticent in public. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I'm not, you know. Yeah, I do all that, too. But, you know, getting it on is a little different. Getting it on like in the dark, big fella. Yeah. Just take it nice and easy, okay? Just relax. Yeah. Settle I down. mean, you got to chill out. So, you know. Yeah. Anyway, point is, yeah, girlfriend gets here Saturday. Lowry's on Saturday night. And, man, I can't wait till Friday night into Saturday to sleep. Three-day weekend this weekend? I keep tripping on that. I keep forgetting it's a three-day weekend. I, I just don't want to. I. You know what the, the frustrating thing is? And I probably shouldn't say this out loud. Yeah. Right now, I'm just at a point where I don't want to work. Why? Because I just want a fucking vacation every day. <laughs> like, all I want to do right I I am so upset that we're not snowboarding while we're here. I want it. Like, I, but I don't have time. Yeah, when are you going to go? Like, I got to work. I'm upset we haven't been to Norway this year. Don't have time. We're going to Hawaii for two weeks. You know, like, I just... I guess I want to prioritize things differently. I just want. That's why this real estate thing falling through. I don't know why am I going back to this, but the real estate thing falling through really was troublesome. For it was me. frustrating. Like it really, it really bothered me because I really want to, I want to have freedom. Right. I want, I, I want passive income. Yeah. I want my income to be passive. I want to, I want to sleep paid. and I want people making burgers for me while I'm sleeping. Yeah. You know, go through my drive through and buy an ultimate cheat, a number six. But it doesn't work like that right now. And it that's why this deal is so frustrating. Like, and you I, need I just to, for the people who aren't making the connection and understanding to open fast food restaurants, you need a certain amount of net worth. You so need you, net worth it, it, for Jack in the Box. Yeah. You have to be worth one point seven million dollars. Right. In net worth, not how much money is in your bank account. Mm hmm. 
hey, my cars, my stocks, my homes, but $1.7 million. Right. And we would have, we would have, this, this condo that we were going to buy would have really helped us in that way. Yeah. And so it's incredibly frustrating. By the way, hey, man, by the way, yeah, real estate's ridiculous in Utah. We were telling you about that house we wanted to buy, but it was like $100,000 over market. Yeah. Somebody paid that for that house. Um, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I can't even. Now, for me, it's good because it raised my property value. Yeah. Um, which is great. So I have more equity in my home. But it's ridiculous that somebody paid that for that house. Yeah, like, screws, I just cannot. people like me. It I cannot believe that. It absolutely shafts people like me who are trying to find something reasonably priced to, to, to live in. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. It is stunning to me. It is stunning to me. that, And I'm waiting for it to go final because it is not gone. It is off the market, which means it's going to close any moment. But it is it is stunning to me that this home sold for a hundred thousand dollars over what market value is. You're so fucked. Like that's amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> My point is. Yeah. It's really frustrating to me, and I I'm not the guy. That, I don't want to work until I'm 75, 80 years old. Yeah. I want to see the world. I want to travel. I want to snowboard every continent. I want to snowboard South America. I want to snowboard in New Zealand. Like, and you're not going to do that working a nine to five. Yeah, and I think it's. It is tough. I, I mean, I think we're working hard to get there, you know, and I think it, it just is you have to like there's only two paths. You either have to invest heavily in something you're doing like heavily, heavily, like basically everything you have or you have to find a way to start a business of some kind, you yeah. know, and that's what we're trying to do. All right. Play the music. We got to go. OK, we'll update the procuratorial plan during yeah. the week. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. Just go to the Monty takes you right to our youtube channel hit subscribe uh thanks to everybody who listens to the audio podcast wherever you get your podcast just search the monty show m-o-n-t-y the monty show uh, until tomorrow say goodbye jake goodbye jake